0: See, even Zoom doesn't like uncertainty and <laughs> wants you to know that there's a recording in progress. That's true, everywhere, <laughs> it's everywhere. I know. Okay, um, so I'll just give us a little intro. I feel like there should be some kind of music to our um, to our intro, but
1: I've always wanted Kimberly Fife to do that. Oh, that's a good idea. We should like contact her bars
0: of her like guitar, yes, yes, what that would be voice a perfect podcast opening, Mm -hmm. but we'll work on that. But in typical fashion, we're just going to jump in and we want to do, um, as many of these as we can, but essentially they're just 10 minute quick, like what feels like coffee with Lorraine and Jillian, um, to just talk about things that are on our mind, things that we're dealing with, things that the community is dealing with so that we're doing work off the mat and on the mat as well. And so today we wanted to hop on and talk about uncertainty, uncertainty, because um, it feels like it's everywhere and it has been everywhere for what? 18 months? Forever. forever. <laughs> well, forever. <laughs> that is right. Forever. forever. Yes. And so, um, We want to discuss kind of the real reasons why uncertainty feels upsetting to people, why we react, kind of how we react when things are uncertain, and just to talk about maybe some tools that we can use to feel a little bit better. So, Lo, you want to jump in? Yeah.
1: Uncertainty is so normal. Uh, Our brains crave answers. We crave boundaries. We crave... Our ability to move forward is really based on the answers that we're looking for. And if we can't find it, we just keep searching and searching. It's like that spinning wheel on your computer, searching, searching, waiting for more. And then that creates a feeling of anxiety or overwhelm. And so what we've done, I think, a lot and really well at LPY, first, the physical practice has a great way of getting your brain and your body together in a place that actually is certain. And the place where things are certain is in the moment. And so when you can trust your breath, right, there's this amazing faith in knowing that with a breath in will come a breath out and they follow one after the other. And so when you can be there, there really is this ability to trust like, I'm okay, things are fine. I can get through this little by little. And so I think a a really big piece of this is creating these bite-sized moments or pieces where you feel really safe. And like I've said, yoga does that. Meditation does that. And it also allows you to dance with this idea of like, oh, it feels crazy. Uh Uh-oh, what do I do? I I don't know what's happening. What's next? Where are we going? Those things are okay. And so instead of making them feel like I'm not normal, why am I always feeling that way? You start from like, oh, here it is, like there's my dear friend searching for certainty, that's your brain. I'm fine, I can handle this, I've handled it since the beginning of time. There were never any answers of what was going to happen tomorrow or the next day. So we're actually good at dealing with uncertainty. We have to give ourselves credit, and I think meditation does that, yoga does that, breath work can do that, and then they work together, and then you're okay,
0: Yeah. I, it's so funny because I knew we were going to talk about this, but, but even as we begin talking, you know, like I say, oh, there's a a lot of uncertainty and you're like, yeah, every moment (laughs) essentially. And it's so true. Like you never know what's going to happen. And so no matter what is happening, it's that if you're taking the next breath in, like, right, you're here and, and it is okay. And it's, but it's hard really to come out of the spiral of the thought patterns, I think, and that's a lot what I deal with. I think I've noticed it a lot over the last 18 months kind of with the business and there Mm -hmm. being so many um, moments where masks on, masks off, closed doors, open doors, (laughs) will people come, will they not? And it's essentially all forward thinking. It's Mm -hmm. all um, in my head kind of obviously you have to navigate it, but it, it's going to get navigated no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's just how much you're um, ruminating on it. And the thing that I think is helpful for to me is to understand the science behind, behind it. I like mm-hmm. to, to know kind of why my body's reacting in the way that it's reacting or my mind. And so we talk a lot about neuroscience. We don't get to talk enough about neuroscience in a uh, yoga class but it's the reason why yoga feels so good. And I think it's so I love it that understanding that your brain mm-hmm. is built essentially to constantly scan its environment for trouble. Right? That's mm-hmm. so that we can stay alive. You essentially if you're doing that, you're greatly evolved. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why you're here, right? Because the people before you might not have been scanning as correctly as they, as they could have been. So consider yourself one, privileged and, and, and happy that you are able to scan.
1: Evolved wise. Yeah. Survival.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, So like you're, you know, when you, it's this whole, like, it's so interesting. I think about it in terms of yoga and your body, it's when your neck is cranked forward, right? Your, your neck is cranked forward and you're looking, you're on the lookout. Your body is actually sending internal hormones and signals that you are on the lookout for something. Yep. And, um, that's an interesting thing to think about with your posture and why kind of laying on your back, how we lay on our back when we start yoga and getting your head to be nice and long. And, and even with your spine provides you a sense of comfort, And safety and safety. Yeah. That's a real physiological thing that's happening in your body because so much of the time our heads are cranked forward, driving, cell phone use, rushing um, computers. Yeah, exactly. And so even, even if you think you're telling your mind, everything's okay inside your body, you're sending signals that you're looking Mm -hmm. right. You're looking for the unknown. Mm -hmm. And, um, and right now in this, what we're dealing with, there's just so much media coming at you. There's so much information coming at you in, in a really a new way we've never had. And that gives the very literal crank of the head forward, the searching for the unknown. It puts you in an overwhelmed state. The tightness, the tension, the fast breathing, they're all signs that that's where you are
1: in that space of searching, needing, craving, worrying, and you can feel it when you become aware. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces in this is the awareness. It's almost like cutting into that spiral or whirlpool. There's that little millisecond where you're like, oh, right. My head's forward. My body's tight. My breath is short. Hold on.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I ask people in yoga too to try to feel the sensations of their body. And sometimes they're so small. Like see, typically for me, it's in my gut. The mm. the like either if I'm gonna feel impatience or nervousness or anger, it first happens kind of low in my gut. And I think people take for granted that it doesn't happen in the same place for everybody. And so you have to really kind of get to know where your sensation is and get to know it so that you know when you're starting to spiral.
1: For a lot of people, it's in their chest. For yeah. me, I think it's in my shoulders and my jaw, both places where tension just lives. Like, it's almost like, oh, it's normal. I don't even notice it until I get to take the time to notice it.
0: Yeah, fingertips
1: tingle. Like,
0: I think people feel it in all sorts of spots. And so awareness is step one, which is why we mm. talk so much about that. In yoga and in meditation. Meditation it gives you time to, to actually slow down and feel, um, to understand kind of, oh, this is my body. It wants to know something. It's not going to know it right now. What can I know? And that's the next breath, right?
1: Yeah, there's a phrase that I picked up from another teacher that I really liked. You can see the panic, but you don't be the panic. And it makes me think of meditation a lot, like, oh, there it is. That's me panicking. That's what it feels like, but I don't have to step into it and react out of it. I can just see it. And so I think that helps with that fear of like, now what do I do with it? Nothing. Just see it. It's there. You're normal. You're human. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, um, I'm actually going to have to cut us off because I we wanted to stay at our 10 minutes. It's really yeah. hard to stay at 10 minutes. We can go on forever. But I before we do, um, you know, if you haven't tried to do meditation and you get there and it gets into a place where you feel more anxious, kind of where I take it step one is with breath work, just count your breaths. So just count your inhales and then count your exhales and see if that can get you into a place where you can appreciate the moment for just a second. Um,
1: Another really simple place if breath makes you anxious at all is something like your hands just clench really tight, tight, tight and release. Mm -hmm. And even that, it can be your feet, feel them on the ground, press, 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 and then let them relax a little bit. So, places where it doesn't feel like you have to do anything to change it, you actually get to go into it, explore it, feel it, and then can it release after it's tightened?
0: Great. Yeah. And then get to yoga. <laughs> <laughs> At all costs, run to yoga. All right. Hurry. Great. <laughs> thanks, okay, Jill. Thanks. Oh, good. I think.